Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, And Nick, one thing we wanted to jump into, uh, because it was sort of breaking news, I think late last night after the game, uh, and it was kind of interesting news, I I, I wasn't totally surprised, though, uh, is Josh Johnson is signing with the 49ers uh, obviously, the Broncos practice squad quarterback, a guy that a lot of people thought would be the backup this year, um, but Brett Rippon beat him out. But uh, just what are your thoughts on, on Josh going to the 49ers? Obviously, the 49ers are in an interesting situation. Trey Lance out for the year. Jimmy G broke his foot yesterday. He's out for the year. It, is, it also sounds like, Nick, I don't know if you saw this morning, but uh, Baker Mayfield was released by the Panthers. Sounds like maybe he might end up in San Francisco uh, if someone else doesn't claim him. So they've obviously got a interesting situation in, in San Francisco right now, but what was your reaction to uh, Josh Johnson getting picked up? Well, my first reaction was uh, great for Josh uh, going from a team that uh, doesn't have any uh, playoff aspirations to a team that's now looking like they could have Super Bowl aspirations. So once again, good for him, but it was also telling from this standpoint, look at the fact that the type of offense that the San Francisco 49ers deploy under head coach Kyle Shanahan. It is something that's similar to that of Nathaniel Hackett, but it's just run at a very uh, high, high level. So this is why the 49ers said, hey, they're in desperation mode. Let's look around the league. Let's see what guys that we can bring in. But more importantly, first and foremost, you have to start looking to see what guys that fit your system or have been in the system similar. So that tells you right away that, hey, the, the systems aren't similar. But one is functioning at a higher level than the other, but it still raises the question as to why, because that was one of the reasons Hackett was hired to bring in this uh, style of Mike Shanahan offense that was uh, operating under, you know, Matt LaFleur, and you had Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. So you bring Hackett in, you bring in Russell Wilson, everything is peaches and cream, but it hasn't really been that way. So it points out the fact or, or highlights it even more how, you see two coaches running a similar offense, different versions, but simple with some of the same complementary routes and some of the same things, but one is doing it better than the other. And that's kind of thing that jumped out to me in that situation. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting technique. Cause I didn't, I didn't think about that. Uh, when you look at it, obviously the Niners have one of the best offenses in the league and you're right, right? Hackett's offense, it falls under the same tree as Kyle Shanahan. You know, Mike McDaniel in Miami, they have one of the most 
explosive offenses this year as well. And that's another one of those Shanahan type offenses. And you, you keep wondering like, how come the Broncos can't figure it out offensively when all these other teams can. So I guess the question is, is it, is it a co I mean, we, and we've been asking this all year, right? Nick, is it a coaching issue? Is, is, is what Hackett's trying to do not getting through to these guys or is it just, you know, Hackett isn't implementing it the right way. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, or is it, you know, guys aren't executing. We talked about that earlier, you know, players got to go make plays, right? Uh, does the personnel not fit? Like, like I, I don't know what to put my finger on exactly. Well, it's a, it's a lot of those things because to know uh, this offense, you know that this this often there are like six or seven teams in the NFL, if not eight, that run a similar version of this offense. And this offense starts by being able to run the ball. If you cannot run the ball at a successful rate, then it's going to make passing really difficult. And just think about what this uh, offense was uh, under Bill Walsh. It was, you know, they called the West Coast offense. It's about getting the ball in the hands of your playmakers and allowing them to make plays. Now, that is the biggest word I want to stick out is playmakers. So when you look at this Broncos team, what kind of playmakers do you have on the offensive side of the ball? And, hey, I'll go back to Seattle. Geno Smith is playing well with the Seattle Seahawks. Why is he playing well? Is he that much better of a quarterback than Russell Wilson? I'll say no. But you look at the weapons he has. If you were to say, okay, well, who on the Broncos roster is a Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf, I'll wait for you to give me that answer because I know you won't be able to. So to run this style of offense, you need playmakers and you have to have the ability to adjust. That doesn't necessarily mean, George, you script your first 30 plays and then the defense starts to adjust and then you go, well, what are we going to do now? What are we going to no. no, you can't do that. And that's why we've seen other teams that, that employ, or better word, deploy this type of offense they function at, at, a, at a higher clip because they know exactly, hey, what they're doing. They have an identity. They trust in that identity. But more importantly, they definitely have the personnel. And right now, it's a combination of so many things that are hindering this Broncos team. And I don't know if it's going to look well you know, with the remaining games. Now we all have to look forward to 2023 to see if things get better. Yeah, and – you know, Nick, you mentioned the playmakers, and I just don't think they have those guys right now. And I know some of them are, are banged up, right? I mean, K.J. Hamler, you, one, you feel bad for the kid because he just can't stay healthy. But he was making some good plays. I mean, you, you mean he made the big play against Jacksonville, uh, you know, that, that got them down there to score the game-winning touchdown. Uh, you know, you have, you know, Jerry Judy, who, you know, I actually thought played really well yesterday. He was very clearly limited in the snaps he was getting. He wasn't out there a whole lot. Uh, but when he was out there, he was making good plays, was getting open down the field. Cortland Sutton gets hurt in the first half, right, pulls a hamstring, uh, which the hamstring injuries, Nick, is just ridiculous on this this team this year. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if you can talk about that or explain that, but that's that's an issue. But, like, again, the playmakers are probably – you mentioned the run game. I think, again, the offensive line just isn't very good. So I, I don't want to keep making – excuses for Hackett but I do think there's a lot of things that have gone wrong this year that are a little bit out of his control well yeah there's some things that are out of out of his control and it makes it uh difficult as a coach as you start to put your game plan together but you have to ask yourself not what you can't do but what can you do right and you have to craft your scheme and your game plan to execute with that in mind 
sometimes, you know, guys get injured. And we talked about Corlin Sutton injury. You can't really do anything about, about that. And we'll get into the whole hamstring injury in a moment. But you have to look at your roster and say, well, what do, what do you have, right? You let Melvin Gordon go. So Mike Boone comes back. You still have Marlon Mack. You still have Latavius Murray. So it's like, okay, well, we have guys who can run the ball and catch the ball out of the backfield. So knowing as though you are short of impact players from a wide receiver standpoint, well, Mike Boone can catch the ball out of the backfield, and so can Marlon Mack. Use those guys as extra wide receivers. So now you force the defense into a bond. Are they going to stay in base coverage, or are they going to get in nickel coverage where you can kind of take advantage of it? So that's kind of the strategy, the way that I look at things. Okay, you can't talk about, oh, we don't have this and crowd with spill milk. No, you got to take that Bill Belichick approach. Hey, let's figure out what a player can do and find a way to accentuate that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and and you know, thinking back on it too, Nick. Yesterday, it, you mentioned the scripted plays earlier, right? Uh, and yeah. having you know, you, you can't just rely on that. It was very clear. Their first drive, uh, I would say, was probably their best drive, right? Um, yeah. And and it was very clearly scripted, and they were able to run the ball. And, and they were doing things, Nick, you, you mentioned it earlier in the first segment. They were under center, three tight ends, two tight ends, you know, one guy out wide, they're running the ball, they're play action, you know, all that stuff. Did it seem like they went away from that, though? Like all of a sudden they, they've got, you know, three wide receiver sets, uh, you know, they've got them in bunches, they're still trying to run the ball, it's not working as well. You know, they're going shotgun late in the game. Like it, to me it felt, it felt again, like it was uh, – you know, they, they went away from stuff. Even, I mean, the one, the, the best example, Nick, I believe it was third and one. And it was that drive I mentioned earlier where they didn't, it ends up being fourth and short and they decide to kick a field goal. Weren't they in shotgun? It was like third and one. They ran a shotgun uh, and they handed it off to Murray and he gets yeah. stuffed. They get no yards and you're just shaking your head. Like, like, what are you doing? You were running the ball efficiently under center, even just QB sneak it. I mean, it, it did it feel like they went away from some of the stuff that was working earlier in the game? Yeah, it, it does, because it seems like anytime there's a successful play, you're thinking, okay, well, at some point, you're going to see it uh, again, maybe at a different uh, personnel grouping or a different side of the field, but it's like, no, we ran the play, they figured it out, we had uh, positive yards, so let's, let's do something else. And some of those offensive linemen, man, and I like a lot of those offensive linemen for the Denver Broncos, but man, they were physically manhandled at, at times. Not not the entire game. And that kind of leads into the storyline of how the season has developed thus far. It's like one player at the least opportune moment finds a, a moment to have a mental breakdown, a breakdown in execution. So th- th- this is an ongoing problem. And that's why I say it's just not just one person. It's not just Hackett. It's not just Russell because it's a combination of different guys offensively. But I expected to see a little more creativity. And I continue to say that because I know that there are some smart guys who work for the Broncos and, and, and maybe those guys are smarter than me. They get a chance to watch that film, you know, more times than I do, 
But but as a defensive player, I look at our offense and say, so I, well, why can't they do these types of things? And I know you don't have those players, but you do have these players. Let's do this and let's do that. And you brought up something that's very interesting. They were running a lot of uh, those tight bunch formations, which are great if you if you're looking to set it up and bridge off another play. But in this case, with uh, limited impact players, why don't you spread out the defense, create some uh, easy running lanes for for the running back because it makes it easier, in my opinion, on the offensive line. But hey, you know what? I'm sitting here doing the podcast with you. What do I know? That's a good point, Nick. We don't know anything. Uh, we're just we're just podcasters, right? Uh, no, uh, no. You know, I think I think I think it's a it's a valid point. I did want to ask you, Nick, would you switch play calling back to Nathaniel Hackett? And the only reason I ask that is in the few games that we've seen Clint Kubiak call plays. And again, I think you know part of it's probably Clint's running whatever Hackett's uh, you know game plan is, and you know is 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 doing what he's been told to do. I'm sure. Uh, and it's still Hackett's, uh, you know, uh, uh, plays, right? Like it's it's yeah. his plays, right? Like Clinton didn't change the plays overnight. Um, but would you would you consider moving the play calling back to Hackett? I mean, it, it's almost like comparing rotten apples to rotten oranges, right? But uh, <laughs> you know, like I I don't I don't know. Is that something you would consider? No, I, I wouldn't because I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, there's no level of certainty, George, that Clint Kubiak is actually running the offense he wants to run. Because I, I continue to go back to this. I mean, Clint Kubiak, I mean, in 2021, his first time being an OC uh, of an uh, NFL franchise, and Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins has monster numbers as a quarterback, and Dalvin Cook has monster numbers. I know that that's, that's easy to say for a guy like Dalvin Cook, but still a first-time offensive coordinator still keeping those guys in some kind of a rhythm or some kind of a flow, I would like to think that if he had time to really put his stamp on this offense, it would look similar. But he doesn't because a lot of the concepts are not really his. And, yes, he's an offensive coordinator, but he still has to run everything by Nathaniel Hackett, which I think is problematic for him. So we still don't know what this offense would look like if Clint Kubiak had the opportunity to put his blueprint on, I mean, his fingerprint, rather, I'm talking about blueprint, his fingerprint on his offense. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think you can't sit there and be like, oh, well, it's, it's Kubiak's fault, right? <laughs> like, I, I mean, yeah. I think he's, again, and, and they all have a hand in the cookie jar, right? Like, they're all coming up with the game plan. They're all, you know, talking on the on the headset saying, oh, I, you know, this this would work or we think that would work, whatever, right? Uh, and, and I think also – you know, look, we're going to, these guys are probably going to get fired, right? Uh, there's a good chance of that happening. I think we've all accepted that reality. That doesn't mean they're just bad football coaches. I hope people realize that. Like Nathaniel Hackett's been in this league a long time. Uh, a lot of these coaches that maybe get let go have been around a long time. Obviously, Clint has been around football a long time. I don't think he's a bad play caller. In fact, I think he'll get another shot pretty quickly after this season, uh, despite, despite this mess. But I think my idea, I, I guess – I'm trying to think like Nathaniel Hackett, Nick, and I and in my head, if I'm Nathaniel Hackett, I say, "Well, I've got maybe five games left as a head coach. I might as well go down with the ship, uh, call the plays, and just start winging it deep." I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't, what? I don't have an answer. I just start, I just start calling just like trick plays and what? Uh, We've running seen all that. sorts of, because this 
whatever this is isn't working, Nick. I mean, why not? Why not? So, why not try and do some different do some different stuff? Wait, 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 wait a minute. See, what you suggested is different. It's going back to the same thing, and just because you you, you it started out, you start out with it, you transfer it to someone else, and you go back to to the same thing. It's not like oh, it's different. It's not right. Even if you make it up in your mind that it is, no, you're going back to the same thing that. But I'm saying make it different. Before. I'm saying go back to it and make it a little bit different. How? I mean, that's what we've been waiting for the whole time. I don't know. Make it, make, <laughs> I don't know. Make, I'm saying make it different. How? We, every week we hear, we, we got to be be better. We have to do something different. But that's never happened. But now with, what, five games remaining in the season, now you're going to go back to the same play caller and hope that it's going to be different? Nah. What do, you have, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? If you're Nathaniel Haggett, you have nothing to lose except for your job, which you've probably already lost. So you I can make it worse. You can make it worse. You were already calling plays. I don't know Jordan. if it can get much worse, Nick. <laughs> Nick, I don't think it can get much worse. See, you see, they have they have drilled through rock bottom. See, you you thought it couldn't get worse, but at, as the weeks progress, the Broncos have gotten worse offensively because they're not scoring as many points. The point total is decreasing. It's not increasing. So you don't go back to the same thing that you were doing before that put you in this situation. You might as well say this: Hey. Let's give everything over to Clint Kubiak. These last five games, you implement what you want to implement, concepts similar to that in Minnesota. And, oh, by the way, you work with Russell all day, every day. You sit down and you talk to him and you craft things. I'm going to stay out of it. I'm going to tell Justin Allen, stay out of it. Right now for the last five games, it's all on you. And also, if he does that, it gives him another escape uh, escape hatch because he can say, well, if the offense starts to dwindle even more and you say it can't get worse, Guess what? I gave all the play calling to Clint Kubiak, so not my fault. Yeah, well, I think Nathaniel Hackett's running out of escape hatches, Nick, uh, with only a few games left. So we'll see, but we got to take a break. And then, Nick, I want to dive into some of the injury stuff that we were talking about earlier. 